not so bright but very crisp Monday morning. I hope you are warm and had a great weekend and thank you for joining me again this morning. I wanted to talk about, we're continuing in the prayer series, so I wanted to talk about something different. We got a little stuck on peace for three weeks, but hey, that's not a bad thing to get stuck on. Um, I think we as individuals, um, children of God, have been granted peace that is just um, amazing. And so we want to study it and we want to realize that he has given us that and that is ours. Um, You know, especially we think of someone that's older and wise. That's true. Um, the first thing that came to my mind when I was thinking about wisdom, and it's not necessarily through prayer, but just wisdom in general, I wanted, I wanted to look at. But wisdom, first thing that came to my mind is one of my favorite scriptures, Proverbs 4:26, which, which says, ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. I think we've lost a wonderful word that we... Um, we just don't use anymore ponder people don't ponder much anymore and if and and they've kind of changed it uh, mindfulness has probably replaced it i really like the word ponder ponder the path of your feet you know it means there were some translations and um you know as i've told you before you can go to um, bible hub um, has some different translations and you can kind of look at the nuances of what the original words and the original languages mean and so a couple of them said make level which i think is interesting not just pondering so it's not just an intellectual exercise but make level or straight the path of your feet so it has the connotations of a physical exercise and let all your ways be established plan carefully what you do and whatever you do will turn out right Another version says, carefully walk a straight path and all your ways will be secure. And there was one I kind of liked. It says, know where you're headed and you will stay on solid ground. That's pretty wise advice just there itself. So practically think about if you were going to make level the path of your feet before you, you would have to consider, or what that kind of means ponder, you know, it's another word for ponder. You would have to consider the path ahead of you. Honestly, what kind of, um, you know, what kind of, ground is it made of? Is it limestone? Is it clay? Is it rocky? Or, you know, is it like the Beverly Hillbillies? And as soon as you start digging, you're going to find oil. <laughs> I mean, you know, you have to consider some things and plan out. Ask any person who builds a house. You have to know that foundation is going on solid ground, on even, and you have to prepare that ground before you put the foundation on it. So ponder the path of your feet. Um, another, and then he said, a wise course results from wise forethought. Let me say that again. A wise course or path results from wise forethought. Um, the pulpit commentary says, the meaning to ponder, or another thing, another way it says it is to weigh. So weigh your conduct as in a balance before acting Consider the consequences and the nature of the act. Weigh your conduct as in a balance 
before acting, consider the cons consequences and nature of the act. And then it talks about, and then your plans, your path will be secure. It talks about to be established or stand firmed. That means that's the result of giving heed to one's conduct. Does that make sense? That, that <clears throat> established level path is because you did the first part of that verse. So there is some wisdom that, like we just talked about, that can be obtained through relatively, <clears throat> excuse me, relatively natural means, such as in Romans 19, I mean in Psalms 19.1, <clears throat> excuse me, it says the heavens proclaim the glory of God, the skies display his craftsmanship. We can look up, we can see that great galaxy and know that a great God made it. I mean, there is evidence there. We can look um, at nature and see the, um, the order, orderliness of it, not the chaos, and know that it has to be a divine design. Romans 1 verse 20 says, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities... The, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. He is declaring and displaying his wonders. And we can look at nature and learn a lot. There is a man, um, Dr. Doug Corrigan, who does um, biomimicry, and he has lots of posts about how what nature does and how fabulous and phenomenal he is and I know that there's been TV shows on those type things but he just has done a series of posts and and how man is trying to recreate it and and sometimes can figure it out and sometimes can't because there is infinite wisdom and forethought that God gave you know in planning all this stuff and he gave certain animals certain characteristics and trait but the Bible is very clear in Proverbs 15 that the fear of the Lord is instruction and wisdom the fear of the Lord is instruction and wisdom. The wisdom is learned by the fear of the Lord. So we go to the right source as children of God. We go to God to find out wisdom. So if wisdom is learning about God, <clears throat> then why don't I just study and memorize my Bible? I mean, just study it 24-7 because I can learn a lot about God. I can learn something new every time I read my Bible. I don't know about you, but I, every time I go through it, I notice something different. And so, man, what a great plan. Just read your Bible 24-7 because that's all there is, right? No. If God's not legalistic to, he says, this is just laws. This is just precepts and commandments, and you obey them. As I've talked about in, in the series on prayer, especially the first one, he wants relationship. He has given us access to him. He is giving us um, a relationship to come into his presence. And then further more than that, he's given us um, friendship. I mean, amazing that God has given us all of these things because he wants more than just law-abiding um, children. That's He wants a relationship. If you read your Bible, you will see that from cover to cover, his goal is to be with us and spend time with us. And he is constantly calling us to spend time with him. But the Bible, I know I, this is going to sound a little odd, so hear me out. If you want to learn wisdom, yes, study the Bible because you can learn about God. But even that has a flaw because the Bible is not going to tell you everything. And you say, wait, what? The Bible talks about everything. Well, it doesn't tell you what color of clothes to wear on a date. 
it doesn't tell you um, what route to take to get to your destination. It doesn't tell you what shoes to buy. It does not tell you how much money to spend on a car. There are details of life that it does not talk about. It, the Bible does have broad overarching principles that can tell us about everything in life. I, I do believe that in one way, but in the same way, like I say, you're never going to find it telling you what color of your outfit to wear on a date. Those are things that, um, or, or what car to buy, you know, when you're looking at a car and you say, I don't know which one you go to God in prayer. You go back to the relationship and you sit down and I'm not talking about, you always have to do a, a, you know, time away there's times where you play, pray out and about just like Nehemiah did when he was the cupbearer and the king looked at him and says why are your countenance down and he's like oh my this is not good I cannot be sad in the king's presence so Nehemiah quickly threw up a prayer and said God help me know what to say and what to do right now you know so um, there's times when we can do that but that's you know that's not a relationship necessarily if we do that constantly God wants us to spend time with him in Isaiah 30 verse 1 it says woe to the rebellious children who take counsel that's considering the path of their feet they want to know what their next steps are but not of me but not of God and who devise plans that's counts that's considering your path of your feet but not of my spirit that they may add sin to sin Woe to those rebellious children. God calls them rebellious children. You know, we live in a society where we, you know, we need to speak nicely, but God sometimes really just calls it out and says, woe to you, bad news to you, rebellious children. You are counseling and taking and pondering the path of your feet with other people and not with me. He is the great source of our wisdom. There is wisdom that can be accessed only through God and access to God's wisdom comes through asking. I know that sounds really simple, but most of the time when we're asking, we're in an attitude of prayer. I mean, we talked about it before. Don't, and I've said it, you know, sometimes we tend to tend to um, look at prayer as presenting our list of things that we need. God, I need this. God, we need you to do this. God, I need, need you know, this situation and I want to present it to you and and it's a lot about our needs but God has designed that we also have just time with him and I was sitting in a Bible study one time um, I think it was a Wednesday night I'm not to you on one side of the paper on the left side I sketched a You can obviously kind of see that by their bound head posture, and obviously it was not this great sketch or anything. I'm not a sketch artist, but I was just doing pencil figures there. But it was a person bowed down, and there was a straight line up, and it said, set your mind on things above. And then I drew a cloud, and um, kind of like a, and it almost looks like a, a bubble of a person's thought, but this was more of a cloud, like as in representing the Holy Spirit. In a preset ministries, when you um, mark, have keywords in your Bible that you mark, you mark the Holy Spirit with a purple cloud and you put yellow inside, or if it's a spirit with a capital S or Holy Spirit. So, um, so I was thinking of being seated in heavenly places because that's where Jesus is. That's where the victory is because he's there. I mean, I would say that's where 
the battle happens. We've talked about that before, for your battle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and authorities and principles and um, in, I forgot the last part, in high places. So your battle is heavenly. You are seated in heavenly places. Jesus is seated in heavenly places. And think about that posture of being seated. As I said before, as people have talked about before, that's not a posture of standing and going to battle. That's when you're done. You, you have authority. You're just, you're sitting. We are seated in heavenly places with Jesus Christ. And that is where our answers lie, is in God, in Christ, having the mind of Christ. And who facilitates that is the Holy Spirit, because that is his job. In John 14, 26, it says, but the comforter, who is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. He shall teach you all things. How many? All things. And bring all things to your remembrance, whatever I've said to you. Some preceding verses in John 14, 16, it says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. You know, we're going to stop right there in that verse. I think we, we sometimes think, and we watch these shows and we think how wonderful it was to have been with Jesus. Man, can you imagine? We talk about this all the time. Can you imagine what it was like to be with God? You know, we also think about, I mean, to be with Jesus. And we also think about, can you imagine what it'd be like to walk and talk with God like Adam and Eve? Can you imagine what it'd be like to talk with God as Moses did face to face? Can you imagine what it'd be like to, as, Abraham, as God talked to Abraham as his friend? But you know what? we have something, I don't want to say far greater because that sounds a little irreverent in one way, but he doesn't come and go anymore. He lives inside of us permanently. We have access, we have relationship anytime, and I think we take it for granted so many times. To finish up that verse, I'll start it again, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, because you just knew he was gone, he was temporary, to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth, whom the Okay, so we have something so amazing with us 24 7. so that went up into that cloud so that person's praying but that's only half of what or you know a little bit of that's not the whole picture then so it said set your mind on things above and then it went into the cloud and in the cloud i had things like enforce the victory bind and loose it's just things that i you can put in there um wait listen there's all kinds of things you could put in that bubble, but that's what you do in prayer. And so you, you from there, if you go and access that, think about that. Set your mind on things above. You are seated in heavenly places. Picture yourself there. I've got my eyes closed right now. Amazing is it to be there in the heavenly places and in my mind and in my spirit I can be there and I can say father or I can just sit and wait and and watch him and see his face and know more about him just by being in his presence and then I had a line coming down the other side and I had this man and like I say I am not a sketch artist I do not draw well they were pencil figures but i kind of chuckle and smile and looking at that picture to this day because the guy that's walking away is standing and he's walking away 
but he kind of looked like he has a little pep in his step. He, I got a baseball cap on him because I learned from um, a physical therapist one time that's an easy way to show what direction someone's facing is put a baseball cap on them. You don't have to draw their face as much, but he has a smile on his face. And I wrote two words beside that man, peace and wisdom. When you go in prayer and you access the heavenlies and you hear the Father, when you are walking after that prayer time, you have wisdom and you have peace. But as Tony, Dr. Tony Evans said one time, if when you pray, after you pray, you are not changed, you didn't pray, go back. <laughs> that is amazing. After you pray, if you are not changed, then go. you didn't pray. Go back. Kind of ponder that. Ponder that statement. If we go and we sit before God and we're not changed, now our situation may not change, but we should be changed. We should have a new thought, a new insight, a new revelation, even if it's just the comfort of the Father to go back to the situation because we are spiritual as well. That's why we are accessing um, through our spirit to God. That's the Holy Spirit is connecting those two. If we are living by the spirit, we have to be following the spirit's leading because the spirit is moving. He's not static. He is dynamic and moving. In Galatians 5.25, it says, since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Follow the Spirit. You, but if I'm going to new places and I'm constantly moving to new place to new place, I don't know what's coming next. I don't know. I've never been there before. How can I know? Even if I read a pamphlet on it, it does not always prepare me for what lies in reality ahead of me. And I can't know all that. Plus, life happens. From the time the pamphlet made, things might have been moving. But there's, there's, that's the Holy Spirit's job. You need to be moving as well because He's moving. And you need to be following. Ponder the path of your feet. So if you have a path... Going on that path, uh, that unknown path, and not have your, not ponder it. I was going to say the only way to go is through the Holy Spirit. But honestly, you can do it without him. It's going to be a disaster, especially for a child of God. What did Isaiah 30 verse 1 say? Woe to the rebellious children who take counsel, but not of me, who devise plans, but not of my spirit. And they add sin upon sin. You can do it on your own. But how do you expect it to succeed? You are limited. You're limit, not limitless. You are limited and finite. Your intellect and your wisdom will only get you so far. And you're going to have some wisdom in this in this time in your in your life. I, I've, I've said that before. I mean, you can learn from nature, some laws of nature, and some things. Yes, but we are not called just to be wise on what we can learn on our own intellect i mean then we wouldn't need um we wouldn't need many of the verses in the bible such as proverbs 3 6 that says trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding in all your ways how many all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths you know 
The Holy Spirit can see what's coming up and knows what's coming up. Only supernaturally do you access um, that level of information above what you can learn here. And I don't know about you, but I do want to be wise. I do want my path to be successful and, and stable and secure and level. I don't want to fall off the path. I don't want to fall on rocks that move and when I've stepped on them and sprained my ankle and sit down for a while. You know, and I'm talking symbolically as well. I, I don't want to do those things. So I go to what's been given to me. Remember what we talked about in John 14, 16, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper, helper to be with you forever, forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it doesn't see him or know him. You know, the Greek word in that verse, you know, gives you another, it's a helper, a comforter, and, you know, I'll give you another helper, a comforter, someone to come alongside of us and can say, nope, this way, that way. I mean, think about it. If you're a comforter or a helper, God is everywhere. I mean, for a child of God, everything we need for life and godliness, as that verse wonderfully says. Matthew Henry talks about 1 Corinthians 2, and he, uh, 10 through 16, and he, he just the way he said it, I'm going to go ahead and read it, so I'm going to give him credit here. He says, God has revealed true wisdom to us by his spirit. In, for, in 2 Peter 1.21, for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So there's that spirit moving again. Men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So here is evidence of the scripture being divinely inspired. 2 Peter 1.21, in proof of the divinity of the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Ghost, he says, observe that he knows all things and he searches all things, even the deep things of God. You know, I, I'm going to pause right there. I would love to just have wisdom, but to think that the Holy Spirit is out there searching the deep things of God. To his church, that's me. He's, the Holy Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God, and he makes known divine mysteries to the church, to us. Do you get that? I, I didn't even want to, I, I can't comprehend thinking of that information. I just want to be wise for my next step and my next purchase <laughs> is what most of us think. I want to have wisdom for that next step. And yet he is saying, I want to give you something infinitely more. Matthew Henry continues, this is the most clear testimony, both to the real Godhead, the three in one, and the distinct person of the Holy Spirit. So we've got the Holy Spirit having a distinct function, but yet he is still part of the Godhead is what he's trying to convey there. The apostles were not guided by worldly principles. They had the revelation of these things from the Spirit of God and the saving impression of them from the same Spirit. The spiritual man is the only person to whom God gives the knowledge of his will. The spiritual man. How little have any known the mind of God by natural power 
Like I said, you can know some, but how little do we know? And the apostles were enabled by the Spirit to make known his mind. In the Holy Scriptures, the mind of Christ and the mind of God in Christ are fully made known to us. Did you catch that? Fully made known to us in the Scriptures. It is the privilege of Christians that they have the mind of Christ revealed to them by his Spirit. So I'm reading my Bible and the Spirit is speaking and explaining. They experience his sanctifying power in their hearts and bring good fruits, fruits in their lives. So that's the purpose. We want to have wisdom and mighty and infinitely wise God. I mean, that is part of being salt and light of the world, is that I look different and I make wise decisions, not because I'm the smartest person in the world, but because I have access and have fully relied on the wisdom of God who knows the pitfalls of this situation versus this situation and knows the, um, um, the strengths of this situation versus this one, knows that maybe this one isn't going to look good, but it's going to strengthen me which is so many times the case, but only God knows that. I had a decision to make one time and I just kept saying, I need to know, I need to know. Further reaching, I don't think that was grammatically great, far, um, I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> far, more far reaching, and I'm grammatically, I'm not I'm falling apart here. But do you understand what I'm saying? It went way beyond that one decision I was making at that time. I knew the ramifications that were that were further extended out and I needed to know and I spent like three hours and I heard him and I said, but I really need to be sure. And I put my head down and I went to, to reading my Bible and some other things and just get, stayed in an attitude of prayer and he said it and I realized another time I was not even looking for it and he said it again and I And I, I started reading. Again, I wasn't just looking for my one answer. I actually was just reading where I was. I felt like I needed to keep reading there. And he brought it again. And on that third time, I said, I get it. I understand what you're trying to tell me. It's very clear now. You've brought it back three different ways in something that I wasn't looking for. But I, I kept telling him, I really need to be sure this, this decision is going to mean a lot more than just this one decision. So, you know, If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who raises for asking, and it will be given. Most of us know that verse, I think. But um, I wanted to wrap around how wonderful and how amazing it is that we get access to wisdom, period. You know, there is so much, like I say, we can figure out with nature, but he says, I want you to know more than that. I want you to know so much more than that. I want you, there's these deep things that you cannot even fathom that I do want you to know. Are you willing? Are you willing to come to me and spend time with me? You know, there are times when we pray when we don't know what to pray for. There are times when we pray when we don't know what to pray for, but...
know what to pray for because God has given us a promise in his word and we can pray that. You know, so there's various ways we we have thoughts and wisdom in prayer. But the Holy Spirit is active in all those scenarios. Think about it. When we don't know what to pray for, we turn and ask. That's what James 1, 5 says. I mean, and go back to the preceding verses. Um, consider it all joy. Consider it all joy when you encounter various trials, tribulations, struggles, suffering. Consider it all joy when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith, those trials, those sufferings, those testings, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Be able to bear under heavy loads, produces endurance, character, strengthening. And let endurance have its perfect work so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. We want to avoid all trials. I mean, think about it. That's human nature. We want all trials to be gone. That's what we really, really want. That's how we feel we're in the will of God is what we all, that's not what that verse says. It says, consider it all joy when you encounter various trials. For we know that the testing of our faith produces endurance and let endurance, let endurance have its perfect work so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. But then it does. I mean, let endurance have its perfect work so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. But if any man lacks wisdom, it specifically said that, ver that word, let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally. It didn't say ask and you're going to, and I'll tell you what you need to know. I mean, it could have been really dry. Look at what it actually says and it gives it when we ask liberally. know better. It's not criticizing. Ask. He's if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men generously, liberally, and does not chastise us for asking. And then it ends. It could just say that. Like I say, sometimes just study the text and it will. Say so you can do it without, but I mean, that's the most time we get it is sitting in his presence. Because I just, you know, if you're just making transactions, I need something, thank you for the answer. I need something, thank you for the answer. As you're going on daily life, um, that's a vending machine. You know, that's not the relationship that God wants. Yes, you may have to ask those questions on the fly. We do. We have life that happens, but he wants the relationships. So are there times that, you know, you don't know what to pray for, but you're at a loss for words? Well, then the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. In Romans 8, verse 25, it says, Now in the same way, the Spirit also helps our weaknesses. For we do not know what to pray for as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. The last scenario I just said, there are times when we know what to pray because God has given promises in his word, and we go in prayer to enforce the victory or bind and loose. When we don't know the answer, the Holy Spirit searches the mind of God and then reveals those things to us. Romans 8.27 says that he who searches the heart knows the hearts, knows what the mind of the spirit is because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God.
I hope you got the, the, the picture that we <clears throat> have great access to wisdom. God has supplied great, I mean, just amazing that he has supplied this for us. And he wants us to ask for it. He wants us to succeed. He wants us to go down this path. That's like I say, it's not going to always be about success. But what I'm saying is he wants to give us that wisdom. He wants us to know more about him. And yet so many times we spend time in prayer with just our laundry list of needs. And it's much more than that. Thank you for joining me this morning. I want you to spend time this week telling God, you know, I want to spend time pondering, pondering my relationship with you, my friendship with you, that you have given me access, that you have given me the ability to pray and to really be changed in my inner man and to walk out differently after I finish in prayer with peace because I've been with God, with wisdom because I've been with God and I want that and just tell him I want that. Help me to cultivate that relationship where I spend time with you. All right. I hope you all have a great week and hopefully you will join me next Monday for another edition of Monday's Meditation. Have a great day. Bye-bye.